You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Today's message comes from Pastor Mike Lewis. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to all of you who are online. I want to welcome you guys. I'm glad you're with us as well. Uh, I said to the first service, it was interesting because when I take out my phone because I have all my stuff on my phone I do with giving and everything. And, and uh, I remember back years and years ago when this first would happen and they would tell you to take out whatever it is, your wallet. And so I would put my wallet or whatever and lay hands on it and just pray during the offering like we do now. So now I take my phone out. So but I think Dave probably does it now because it's a good time for me to cut my phone off. So I take it out and say, oh, maybe I hadn't cut it off yet. So this morning, sure enough, I hadn't cut it off. So I cut it off, but then I got to cut my watch off. You know, so I pulled my watch up to cut it off. And instead of cutting off, you know how you hit the little dinger that looks for your phone? So I'm sitting on the front row dinging, looking for my phone as I'm praying over the offering. All right. What I want to do this morning is uh, I want to talk to you about 10 things that I believe that will set the pace for this year. 10 things that if God ministers these things to us and we're successful in this, I think it can make a t- tremendous difference in this, this year. But to set that a pattern for doing that, let me show you a couple of images and work with just a, for a few moments to get us started here. 2021, how many of you are glad it is gone? You made it through it, all right. And 2022, we're coming into. Uh, this, this little section here, you see this overlap? That's typically called a mandorla. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at it, you can see that kind of this line here, 21, stretches partly into 22, and 22 stretches partly into 21. In other words, it's going to take, it takes a while to fully get from here to here, so you're clearly into a space that is separate from 21. For instance, the Jewish calendar, this starts say for instance, right here, starts in September. That's where the new year is. And so I look a lot at the Jewish calendar in terms of the numbers and what it means and what's going on. So I did a bunch of research around that for this message. I won't be using it, but I did that. So you start here. That <laughs> sounded weird, weird, didn't I? I just didn't want you to think there was going to be an extra long message. <clears throat> but we have been moving into this place that we are going, but we're not there yet. I mean, it's kind of like the fast. When you start fasting next week, the first day of the fast is going to be like you're starting here. And on that first day, are you going to say, oh, I love this is the best thing I've ever done in my life? No. You say, oh, me. Then after a while, as you move on into what you're moving into, it gets clearer and clearer. It's that transition. This Mandorla period here is kind of the phase in and the phase out. You're phasing out of where we've been and we're moving into what God has for us. That phase out and phase in period is a time where we need to shake some things off. We need to make sure we embrace the right things. We get real clear on what we need to leave in this year behind us and what we need to embrace to move on and what God has for us. So it's this strange kind of time period. And uh, that usually, for me, will go on for a month or so. 
you know, a period of time for months sort of going. So, <clears throat> when I said to the next one, God, God is here in eternity. And in eternity, there is no time. Is that true? No time, no space. In other words, it is, this is the beginning and the end, and it's all the same. You drop down now into a time-space world, and you have God working his purpose all through in a time-space world. That that he preordained and knew, now he is watching come to pass, and his will is coming to pass on planet Earth. Will God's will be done on planet Earth? Yes or no? It will. Now, so he saw all this ahead of time. He planned all this ahead of time. So what is going on now in 1921 was no surprise to God. What's going to be happening in 22 is no surprise to God. Yes? Because they all planned it out here. Now, is the enemy at work? And so, yes, the enemy is at work. And so all the bad stuff is happening. God didn't plan. But God's plan is going to happen regardless of what the enemy does. Now, if we understand this, then we understand that we move into what God has for us and we're moving out of our view change, out of where we were in 21 into what God has. Let me tell you the mistake some people will make, and I'm cautioning you so you don't make the mistake. Some people, their viewpoint of where we are now in this transition is they're still looking back, believing we're going to go back to where we were. I don't think we are. I don't think the clock is going to go back to 20, 19, 18. I, don't, I, think, I think that's gone. I think this it we're moving into is another day. But if you keep looking back and thinking things are going to be like they were, and you don't look for what God has that you're walking into, then you'll miss it. We are not going back, friends. We are going ahead. God is moving into all kind of new, incredibly wonderful things he's going to move us into. But in order to do that, in order to kind of follow this pathway, there's several things you need to know and have down inside of you. And so as I give these to you, I would, I'd like for you to write them on your phone, write them in a pencil. Those of you who are online, uh, get something to write them. I would like these to stick with you throughout the year. I really would like for you to work with these, pray over them, Make sure they're part of your life. Uh, the things I'm about to give you are not just you know, a, a message. I really think it's the word for this year that I think if you'll embrace it, I think it will help you. All right. The first thing is this. God knew you before you were conceived. God knew you before you were conceived. Jeremiah chapter one says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Before you were in the womb, before I consecrated you, I appointed you, Jeremiah, to be a prophet to the nations. Now, could, could I take that and just paraphrase it over your life? John, Sam, Sue. Before you ever conformed in your mother's womb. God Almighty knew you. Mike, how does that work? Anybody ever told you about somebody before they, you met them? And then when you met them, you say, oh, I've heard about you. Yeah. God, in his imagination, watched you. Watched you develop. Watched you before you developed in his mind's eye. Watched you play as a child. God knew you. 
He knew how he was going to wire you. He knew how he was going to make you, how he was going to form you before he ever formed you. He watched you walk in that grammar school. He, he watched you. He knows you. What he designed for you to do and be, he watched it happen in his mind's eye. He saw the very first time that you had thoughts of wonderment about your purpose and destiny. He watched you. He, he, he knew you. That word knew you, by the way, is the same word that's used in the book of Genesis when it says that Adam knew Eve. And guess what happened when Adam knew Eve? Anybody got any ideas? She conceived and had children. So what does that know mean? It means an intimate relationship with. I mean, God didn't know about you. God knew you intimately. Now, this is before he ever formed you. This is before you were ever in the womb. He studied you. He knew you in and out. There's not a part of you that, you, that he didn't know totally and 100%. He's got you. Why is that important, Mike? Because some people think that somehow their life and their connection with God is not something special and not something that God would know before and plan. So that now as you are making this transition into, let's go with the circles again, yeah? As now you're making this transition, now watch, 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 this. Watch me. Watch this. I don't want you to mess it. God saw the person in 21. But in, before you were born, he also saw the person he wanted you to become in 22. He knew this person. He saw you in 22. Why is that important? Because we need to go into the year understanding that we're stepping into a year that God has designed for something to happen, for development to happen. If you're, look, if, you're, if you're looking back and not looking ahead, if you have expectations of something past and you're not prepared for something new, you're not prepared to walk in what God has for you, then you may just take another lap around the mountain and you won't become who God wants you to become because this is all about becoming Every, every stage of this, what, one of the purposes of God had for 21 is for you to become the person that now would step into 22 and accomplish in 22 what he had preordained before you were ever formed in the womb. Anybody can say amen to that? That's important because I want, another thing I'm going to log that, just log in with you is every one of these points that I'm going to make to you, every single one of them, are the areas that the enemy will fight you for because he knows. If he can get you shaken and not concrete and not settled on these things, then he can take you in all kind of nonsense and all kind of mystic stuff where there's not reality in it at all and you will lose a sense of foundation. The foundation of the word of God is that you're standing in this thing and that now God formed you and knew you before you were conceived. Now, let's look at the second one. It was God who formed you in your mother's womb. Look what Isaiah 44 says. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, who formed you. Read it with me. Who what? Who formed you where? 
from your mother's womb. I am the Lord who made all things and who stretched out the heavens and who spread out the earth. This God is the one who had his hands on you and formed you in your mother's womb. Look at Psalms uh, 139, 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. And read it with me. And knit me together. Where? See, God's had his hands on you for a long time. Molding and shaping and making you. Every single detail of you. Race. Ethnicity. All God. All God's plan and God's choice. The DNA. The talents you have. God wired it all for his perfect plan. You, my friend, have the fingerprints of God on your life who molded and made you and shaped you. It was God. You know what's interesting? It didn't say your mom, mom molded and shaped you. Your mom was a good incubator. It didn't say your dad molded and shaped you. All those are part of the process. But in both of those entities I meant, there's a higher order at work in where you came from. And it was not your mom and not your dad. It was God Almighty, the source of life. That's where you came from. That's your source of life. And the, the specialness of life itself and of your life being here and of belonging here this year and of what God has for you to do this year, his plan this year, it's special. It really is. Third thing I want to tell you this morning as we go into this year is all that I've just said to you is this. You are not an accident. Online, you are not an accident. I know you've heard it. I know you've heard it. And most of the time it's said not in a, in a mean way. It just means like Dean's mom and dad. Dean's, Dean's brothers were 13 years old. One of her brothers was 13 older, years older than she. And one is 10 years older than she. And so then when her mom was 94, no, no <laughs> wasn't that old. But, she, but then Dean came along. And they said, well, how did that happen? which is what Meg and Luke said to me for their third child. I said, don't you know by now? <laughs> so most of them it's said like that, but there's a deeper side to this with the enemy. <clears throat> because some of you know what it's like to somebody say you're an actor and for it to seep inside of your soul and translate into something that says you're not special or you're not meant to be here, or something's wrong with you. You're less than. And it's that kind of friends, that kind of thing, friends, I want to address, because that is not true. That is not, well, Mike, you don't understand. I, I, my, my, my dad had an affair outside of marriage, and I was here. I was not wanted. I was a one night stand and all of a sudden I'm here. 
Oh, and they made sure I knew that I didn't belong and that I was not only surprised, I was a mistake. And that's gotten into your system and you have breathed it all of your life. And I want to tell you, you don't need to take that into 22. You don't need to. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You, my friends, are designed, formed in God's image in your mother's womb. And you came from God just at the right time. Mike, how does God do that? I mean, because he's, he's God. Hey, does it? See, what God does is he takes something that is clearly a sin. Now watch this. You, you, you remember? You remember the eternity that exists up here, that line? You remember the eternity line? Yes, no. Yes. So God is standing in eternity. See, th this is a time-space world. See, I'm in, my head is in eternity, say, for instance. And so God in eternity is planning out what's going to happen in time-space. This is the beginning. This is the end. So God's up where he can see the beginning and the end. Y'all follow me? And so he's seeing and he's planning it out. And he needs right here, he needs a certain DNA because this DNA is what's going to be a part of accomplishing this purpose right here. Because in foreknowledge, which God knows everything, he knew somebody was going to create right here a person and they were not going to be married. It's going to be the DNA from this person to which God knew, the DNA from this person that God knew who had now become the person that God had planned to accomplish this. And God takes it all in his hand and works it out for his will to come to pass. Can anybody say amen? amen. So, in, so, so that's not a mistake. That, that's not, it's everything that I've just said. He knew this person while he was planning it in eternity, saw how they would come to pass, worked a plan for their life, and they're no more uh, least special than anybody out there, a part of the plan of Almighty God. And so for those of you who struggle with it, I want to take a moment right now and minister into that thing because you don't want to take that into next year. Would that be okay? See, I believe that the Spirit of God can work things. Anybody here along with me believe that God works miracles? So do you believe the Spirit of God can come right now and touch somebody's heart and can break that thing off of their life and remove it and heal them so they'll never again have a day where they don't feel any less than the real value that God's placed on them? Would you believe that happens right now? So you just keep your eyes open. I need everybody. Let's do it together, okay? If you're a person, this is you online, please join with us as well, okay? Because I really believe God wants to do this thing. Just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I reject the lies that I've been told, that I'm not important, that I'm rejected, that I don't belong, that I'm a mistake, that I was never wanted, and I didn't have destiny. And I break that off of my life by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I am free. And in Jesus' name, I believe I am from you. You formed me and you made me and I'm special. 
and I'm right on time. And I am your person that you created. And I belong on planet Earth doing your will in Jesus name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Let's, let's believe that happen. God needed you here. And I know man made a mistake, but what God has done is taken what well, somebody has meant for evil or mistake and worked a miracle and it's for his good. All right. <clears throat> Number four, <clears throat> your time on earth is perfectly planned. You wonder why you're here right now and not back in the 1800s? Or back in the Bible times? Anybody here sometime here wish you could be back in the Bible times? Yeah. But you know why you're here right now, this day? Why you're the age you are? Everything is right on time. Listen, listen to uh, what Galatians, Paul says in Galatians chapter 1. But when he who sent me set, set me apart before I was born and who call me by his grace. Let me just take a moment and just say to you that when Paul says, when he, talking about God, when he set me apart, that every person, there is a distinction that you carry that God has set you apart for something. By set apart, it simply means that you are, said, Mike, step here. You're, you're apart from this person because I've called you to do this and then to do this. You're set apart. There is a specific thing. There is, there is this being set apart. Before I was born and you call me by his grace, the time was just perfect. Even Jesus, it, it, said, it says at the appropriate time Jesus was born. And there, there's a whole set of things around the timing of Jesus' birth. If you had time, we'd go into the Greek and Roman Empire, they had created roads, they had created where the gospel could go all over the world. There are so many facets of why that was the perfect time for Jesus to be born. The perfect time for Paul to be born as he was the one who would lead the way and open the door and he would be John the Baptist. Perfect time for him to be born. He was the one who opened the door, so to speak, and, and came as a forerunner for Jesus. Perfect time for Silas. See, here, here's what's fascinating about this is that this perfect time that God has for you to be here is the same perfect time he has for me to be here. The same it is for the people around you. Same is the way people knitted you with some other people. How many of you have people here in your life that God knitted you with that only he could do? And if it had not been for them, you would be in a terrible place, if, if not dead. Anybody here have people like that that God knitted you with and joined you with? Yeah. Now, I, I think about the, some, I see some of the ones who are here who are, are part of the six who helped start the church. I mean, and that's when you sit around a table and somebody said you wouldn't have started a church. I mean, that that takes some faith. You know, I'm talking about for those guys, you know. But God joined us together. Silas was joined with Paul. So not only is it the right time, God's got the right people who around you are available to you for what he has called you to do and to be. You're not alone. His time is perfect. Okay. 
Number five, <clears throat> every day of your life is already recorded. Do you know that? Wouldn't it be nice if you could say, Lord, let me see tomorrow. <laughs> but it's recorded already. Look at this. Look at Psalm 139, 16. Your eyes <clears throat> saw my unformed body and read the next part with me. And all the days, what? Ordained for me was what? Written in a book before one of them came to be. I mean, keep in mind, this eternity, this line of eternity, now it's being played out. That's all, the, that's all that the writer is saying here, is that God saw this, saw you here, saw you going into 2022. And now he knows what's in 22 for you. And he knows that you need to be and I need to be prepared and be molded and shaped to be what he's called us to be in 22. Every single day he's done that, written down. So I'm telling you, why do I need to know that? One of the curses in scripture is wandering. When the children of Israel got away from God, guess what they did? They wandered in circles. You ever, ever had a sense you were just wandering in circles? Like you're not moving toward a destiny, moving toward what God has, moving, have a sense about you. You're set apart for something. You're moving with something. You're, no, you're just doing Doing this, friends, there's an attitude about doing this that's less grand than who God made you to be. There, there's this wandering that is less noble than your father creator created you with. He intended you to live and to walk with a sense of having been set apart, having, no, I'm no moment at the right time. I know this is my time on earth to accomplish something. I know I, know I have friends I can do life with. And I, it's a whole different, it's a whole different internal attitude. In the book of you remember Cain in the book of Genesis had Adam and Eve had two children and one killed the other one. You know the curse was on the one who killed the other one? Put a mark on him and guess what he had to do? Wander. Just wander around. And it's that aimlessness that eats at a heart level of, of a person who came from their creator God who lives for destiny who lives for purpose, who lives created in God's image, molded and shaped by him. It carries something that's honorable, something that is, is sacred. That's why life is so sacred, to be lived in a certain way. And, but the enemy would love to steal that from you so he can get you facing or looking some direction and miss all that God has for you. Our number next. Your... Uh, <clears throat> Your boundaries have been established by God himself. Your boundaries. <clears throat> From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history. See, this is your appointed time. And the boundaries of their lands. And this is your appointed place. Who decided that? God. So why are you here? God sent you. Um, <clears throat> boundaries. Boundaries is, is like a footprint. 
It's like what your life does, who you impact, how, how big your company is. It's all the dimensions that carry about you. Those are your boundaries. Who establishes that? God does. He establishes that. See, <clears throat> I know uh, <clears throat> when we came to, we were headed to another town to plant a church. And uh, it was not Charleston. But as we pushed that way, guess what we begin to sense? Uh, this, this is not, we're, we're crossing a line that doesn't seem to be a place where God is leading. This is not the boundary that God's given us. And so we backed up and punt. After a, a while, what became clear was that it was North Charleston. And so being coming here, uh, we believe at that time, which was about 30 some years ago, then the Lord spoke and said, uh, I want you within a mile or so of Ashley Phosphate and Dorchester. And that's how we got here. Who established this boundary? Who, who established how big we are? I mean, you do all you can do, but you, you don't do that. God does that. Now, we have tried to have other boundaries. One, one of my early visions, and some of you have been around long enough to remember, I, I, I wanted to have a nursing home. I wanted to have something from cradle to grave. I just thought it would be a great idea to have a nursing home and then have the church to be able to go and minister and help. I always had a dream about kids working and helping in the, in the nursing home. And I just thought it'd be a great combination. And we, we did everything we could possibly do to make it happen. And guess what? John Maxwell said one time, it says, the trick in life you need to learn is this, is when the ho horse is dead, get off. <laughs> so I rode that horse as long as I could ride it. <laughs> And then it just wasn't meant to be. And so I got off, you know, but we, we, we gave it a go. But it was not within our boundaries. It was not within the set of what God had called us to do. And that, that has to be made clear. There are several places, several things like that, that we were going we to start a church in Goose Creek. And we got to push it and got to going. And it would, then it became clear. That's no, it's somebody else's. Sure, I don't have a problem, but it is not what he's called us to do. And that's the same true with you guys. God's boundary is already set. Let's go back and let's look at that. Yes. Now see, does it make sense to you that God now wants to move you into a year where now your boundaries are extended to what his boundaries have for you for that year? Does it make sense to you? He's already set them. It's already there. Your job is to follow him and be faithful and let him lead you into those things. Because he will lead you there. His boundaries already established for next year. All right. The thing that is really obvious now for number next is this. God's got a purpose for you. Isaiah said, the Lord give you perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and who put their trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever and he'll always protect us. 2 Corinthians 8, 21. Our purpose is to do what is right, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of others. God's purpose, Jeremiah said over and over again, God set me apart for the purpose for which you've called me. God has a purpose for you. Uh, <clears throat> Psalm 138, 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for what? For me. 
So again, I want you to stretch that over 2022. 2022, say it with me. The Lord, the Lord will perform his purpose for me. I want to take every one of you right now who don't feel like you've quite hit your purpose yet. And, and, and you're still searching. And I'm just going to ask God to settle something inside of you. There, there, is a, there is a distinct purpose written down in a book. God's will and God's plan for your life. And friends, God has your name on that purpose. And the thing when people make a lot of mistakes is, and, uh, and God may want you to do something grandiose. I'm sure not against whatever he wants you to do. But so much of this stuff, friends, you know who I think will get the biggest trophies in heaven? And this is just my personal belief. I believe it's people who, who do acts of kindness and nobody else sees. Friend, there's a lot of purpose in being compassionate. You can end your day having walked through and touched lives of so many people. And yeah, you may say it's not world changing, but it is. It is their world changing. You can do it. It's, the purpose. it's your purpose. It's to be like Christ. And opportunities are there all the time. It, it may not be something grandiose, but it's fulfilling and it's rewarding. And you'll walk in a sense of your purpose and your destiny. Every opportunity you see, you do something to help. Compassion. It's purpose. Keep your eyes open for just a moment. I, mean, I want to minister. It was in between services. I feel like the Lord spoke to me about ministering into some of these points. And that's the reason I'm doing this. I didn't do it last service. But just keep your eyes open for a moment. Those online as well. I speak purpose release to you. And I pray, I pray the lie of the enemy that you don't have a purpose. I dispel that lie right now in the name of Jesus. There's an old man and an old lady who by and large spend most of their time in Bible times in the temple because God had led them to. Day in and day out. You would look at them and you didn't think they would have any purpose. But what God had spoken to them is that you will see the Messiah when he comes. Ananias, when they held that baby, and I don't understand all the purposes around, I just know it was God's word that they had a purpose to be at a certain place and that they would come, that she would see it and he would see it. There's something for you. It may be holding a baby. But it's God's purpose. And I just break the curse of wandering and purposelessness in the name of Jesus. And I release over you the dignity of destiny. And I release over you walking into this year with a sense of authority that God's called me to planet earth this day and this time, that he has an assignment for me and that I will walk with this sense of dignity and purpose and I will accomplish what God has for me. Your purpose 
will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. If you receive that, say amen. amen. All right. We're winding up here, so be good. All right. Patient with me. Here we go. Ready? God is not through with you yet. Now, I wish I could ask you to raise hands or online signal somehow, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to embarrass you. But I wonder how many of you think, well, it's too late for me. It's not, friends. It may be time for a reassignment. It may be a time for a re-up. It may be a time for a new vision, new dream. But how many of you are breathing? Anybody's not breathing? Just lay down on the seat. Go ahead. Just get on. <laughs> but if you are breathing, my friends, God's not through with you yet. Say it out loud. I, I need you to say it. I need the devil to hear it. And then online, y'all sit right in your living room. I know your husband may think you're crazy. But just say it. Say it anyway. Say it anyway. Say, God is not through with me yet. There you go. There you go. Tell the devil to put that in his pipe and smoke it. <laughs> All right. Two more real quick. Then we're going to have communion together. All right. Here we go. Where you are is not where you're going to be. Do not let where you are become your home. You're called on a journey, my friends. And this past year has been part of a journey that leads you to this year. And now this year, you, are going, you will not be at the end of the year where you are now, unless you keep looking back. But you follow God and I'll promise you, he's not through with you yet. And there's more dreams and visions for you. There's things for you to step into that only you can do. I mean, there's opportunities for just to minister to people and help. And lastly, is at every point that I minister to you, every single point, I believe, are the high points of the enemy's arsenal against you. So don't forget about this year. Don't forget about when he pulls up that chair beside you and try to talk you out of all this stuff that I just said to you. The lies that come, every bit I said to you comes straight out of the word of God and it's true about you. So when he comes and he brings the lies, do not buy him. Now, what I want to do now is we're going to have communion. And what I'm going to ask you to do, we have t tables up front, we have tables in the back and in the balcony. Here's what I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to come get the elements and it's the one where you have the cup and you tear the top off or you get the wafer and then you tear the second layer off and you have the juice, okay? So for all of you who are, and those of you at home, if you would go grab some juice and a piece of bread and we'd love for you to have communion with us. And uh, I believe God's going to do something communion because here's what I want to do. I want to end the service, the first service, and go into this year with us standing together, having this cup with his body and blood holding in our hands. And I want to pray a prayer that I think is going to activate every one of these things in our life and continue to break every lie off of our life as we go into 22. Is that okay? Yes. All right, so feel free to let's worship together. Come get your elements, go to your seat, get them ready, and I'll come back up in just a moment and uh, we'll have communion together. I'm going to take a moment and just release some things I think over you guys that would be prophetic, and that is for some of you who've been believing for a miracle. 
And this is a year of miracle for you. Don't know who that is. This is a year where God's going to come through. There's going to be a miracle that you've been praying for. Some of you uh, are in a, um, a desolate place relationally. And I feel like God is going to come through and he's going to minister to you. And there'll be some people brought into your life who's going to really help that whole process for you. I believe there's some of you who God wants to touch and heal your marriage this year. And this is a year of restoration for your marriage. Some of you, and I don't know why, I'm, I think I'm speaking to ladies right now. It may be true of men, but it's on my heart for ladies who have been praying for a level of intimacy with your husband. Some kind of, of, of closeness, something that you have longed for. That God said, this is going to be the year I'm going to give you that. I believe this will be the year that some of you, that God will cause you to reach out and step in, in places you had not been yet. And there'll be some miraculous things happen as you move into some areas that is the unknown for you. And you'll do it by faith. But God will be with you because it's part of your destiny and it's part of your boundaries. And you'll step into them. I believe there'll be some of you parents that can see your children come to the Lord in 2022. This will be the year that some of your children will come to Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, will you agree with me about that? Those of you online, we pray for every family member that's represented here. Yes. Would you move in their life? We call them to the kingdom of God. We call them back into your kingdom in the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe, be, I believe there will be some of you that God will open a gift of your life. The gift that he's placed there. And you begin to function in a gift that God's given you, talent and ability. And it will be so rewarding for you, but it is how God wired you. And you'll discover that this year and you'll step into it. Lord bless you, Lord keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. I bless you as you go into this year in Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Amen. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.